Realms of Peril and Glory will begin after these short messages. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. We'd like to thank our patrons. Ruthann Stuckley Grootman, Seth R. Diem, and Pip Walker for their support in making this series possible. If you'd like to join them and get ad-free listening, bonus shows, and even more, then head on over to patreon.com slash lightandtragic. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Realms of Peril and Glory. We are here on a special Christmas episode, or or few episodes. Uh, I am here uh, playing a Christmas caper, a uh, game of my own invention, heavily inspired, of course, by the wonderful Autumny Jobs, inspired by We Fix Space Junk, Honey Heist, and Laser Feelings. Um, and I am here with Felix Trench. Hello. Who are you playing, Felix? Oh, I'm playing a traditional snowman called John. Wonderful. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I'm also here with Beth Crane. Hello. And who are you playing? I am playing a sexy penguin called Scarlet Adderley. I believe the descriptor was vixen, but a vixen I'll take penguin. sexy. <laughs> they, they're very similar, I assume. <laughs> uh, I'm here with Laura Gerling. Hello. And who are you playing? I'll be playing a sweet elf called Merry Jingle. And I'm here with James Barbarossa. Hi. I will be playing a gingerbread man called Gumdrop. <laughs> uh, great. So we are going to start the game momentarily. But just for all of you at home, the system works on two levels, naughty and nice. The better the characters become at naughty things, the worse they become at nice things, and vice versa. The better they are at nice, the worse they are at naughty. The players are going to be trying to roll under their naughty or nice stat in order to succeed. And the more nice or naughty uh, checks they do, the better they become at those certain skills. So, without any further ado, we're just going to kick in and have a bit of fun, if that's okay with everyone. Yeah. I hate fun. So so it's a hard no from me. (laughs) Off you go then. Yes. (laughs) You get to go and do your taxes instead. (laughs) Wonderful. So here we go. Snowflakes fall from the sky as Christmas spirit fills the air. You are in the North Pole, home of wondrous wintry sights like the vast Eggnog River the colossal Candy Cane Mountains, and the mysterious Sugar Plum Forest. All the whimsy and wonder in the world must first begin here before it fills the hearts of the people of the world. Down we descend on Santa's workshop, topped with smoking chimneys and wrapped in brightly lit windows. Behind the windows are the elves feverishly working away. They are busy building the toys for this year's Christmas. The big day is only a few sleeps away, and the whole of the North Pole is giving their final great push to make this Christmas 
perfect. Beyond the workshop, Santa's grand tower emerges, the natural crystalline formation made of ice and stone that oversees all of the North Pole. Nestled at the very top is Santa's sleigh, already jam-packed with toys, and yet still more are on the way. From within the tower, a bright flash of light bursts into life. Christmas spirit itself explodes from the tower, and the very magic on which the North Pole sustains itself seems to fade. Ice crystals burst from the tower as a slender figure glides through the air, snow and ice forming under their feet. Jack Frost escapes from Santa's workshop. Bells of warning and panic begin to ring out across the North Pole. Something terrible has happened in the land of whimsy and wonder. The next morning machines were away as the workers hustle and bustle in the workshop. Mary, you are being guided along by an older elf woman who met you at reception. She is taking you and a group of three others to the top of the tower. As you walk through the workshop, many of the elves turn their gaze on you, wondering exactly what is going on within Santa's tower and why an elf a gingerbread man, a penguin, and a snowman are being led to the top of the tower. You step into a buffed bronze lift that shuts as an attendant elf throws a lever. The lift shudders to life, carrying you up the tower. Mary, you take the opportunity to take another look at the letter which was delivered by Turtle Dove to your cottage early this morning. It summoned you to the workshop with no apparent reason why you see the same note in the hands of the three others who join you in the lift. It appears that you all have been summoned. Does anyone else know, does anyone know why we're here? Well, I can think of a whole list of reasons, but not one that springs to mind. If I were to wager a guess, man, I'd, I'd say it was something to do with that exploding ice from yesterday, you know what I mean? Did anybody else see that or was I just hallucinating it? I was otherwise engaged. Doing what? It was ice exploding in the sky. What What do you mean you were otherwise engaged? What were you doing? You must be doing something very fun. Hey man, I think we should leave the lady to her private business, dude. Yeah, I think maybe I'd like to keep my private life Private. I don't talk to biscuits. Whoa, wow. man. That's, you see, this is some classic, this is some classic snowman behavior you guys can see right here. They think they own everything, man. For real. Like, you're, bo you're both anthropomorphic personifications. You do know that, right? We're all, you're, on the surface, you might look different, but you're very, very similar inside. And I can vouch for this that. This is the sort of liberal nonsense I've come to expect from penguins. See, if we don't put a stop to these people, man, before you know it, there's a fascist uprising in the North Pole and we already have a fat cat at the top controlling us, dude. You see, this is the problem that we get ourselves into until we put a stop to these kind of people, man. And I don't like cats. I don't know where you get the word we. Hey, you know, it's... Like, I don't know, people with your disposition, man, you're always going to be prob- Like, give peace a chance, dude. 
<laughs> the lift comes to a sudden juddery stop and the doors slide open. Gumdrop, you struggle to stifle a gasp in your stupid state as the soaring ceilings of Santa's private workroom encircle you overhead. The walls... Damn, dear. The walls are covered in vast bookshelves. Stone columns section the room and a set of double stairs lead up to a tucked away second level. Sat in an ancient amber chair is an equally ancient-looking elf who glances up to see all four of you as you enter. She nods to the elf who escorted you up, who promptly returns to the lift where the attendant throws the lever, shutting the doors and returning the lift to the ground. You are in Santa's private workroom. Hello, my name is Gretchen. Welcome to the workroom. Good to meet you, Gretchen. Uh, I don't quite understand why we're here. Yes, well, I'd like to firstly thank you all for coming so quickly. You're welcome, man. Don't worry about it. Before we go any further into this, um, I need you all to understand that confidentiality is rather key in all this. Uh, it would be of utmost importance if you could... Uh, Assure me that you will not breathe a word of what, what, what is discussed in this room with anyone else. Of course, secrets are fun. Oh, I keep a lot of secrets. Hey, man, you like, you do you. Your business is your business. But I think if something's in the public interest, you'd probably be best to let them know, dude. I'm not it, it, signing anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, it's more a gentleman's promise. Um, Mr. John Frost, is it? Yes. It's not impressive. I'm in the directory. <laughs> so are you related to, uh, you know, to Jack Frost? Yes, of course. We're both made of water. Okay. Uh, I, so that cousin. I thought or? there was no relation between yourself and uh, and Mr. Jack. Is is? Are you in fact? Blood-related family? Ice-related, dude. We're water-related. We're water-based. Uh, End of the day, but, we're all just one big puddle. But not... But not, um... Not... You've never met one of them, have you? Blood's thicker than water, dude. Well, not nose to nose. No. Carrot to carrot. Well, the, uh, we, I've we, had we, about we, enough <laughs> of the cookie dough. <laughs> Hey, man, I'm not just cookie dough. I think you'll find I'm baked. Yes, well, uh, you see, um, right, okay, this is exactly why I brought you in. This, this sort of gumption is what we need. Listen, there's been... There's been a bit of a problem, and, um... Well, Santa's hat has been stolen. <gasps> Damn. Yes, it's quite, quite a problem, you see. Without it, uh... Christmas cannot go ahead, you see. Yeah. It's, it's a little-known fact we try to keep it secret, but uh, much of Santa's magic actually does come from the hat itself, and without the true hat, we cannot have a Christmas. So the question is, what can the hat do on its own? The hat is inert. It's more of a, 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 a 
it's an item to to use. It, it, it's been stolen, you see. It's it's a. Uh... Oh, I meant, uh, would it transform whoever took it into an Urtzaz Santa? No, it's 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 um, unfortunately no. Santa and the hat are two separate items. To have the hat does not inherently mean you are Santa. While the hat does choose the next Santa when there is a current Santa, it cannot you cannot make a new Santa. I know what you're thinking of. You're thinking of the film The Santa Claus. <laughs> I assure you, I am not. Well, I love that film. I don't think anyone's thinking of that <laughs> film, man. We we do rather distance ourselves from that film, unfortunately. You would, dude. You must love Tim Allen, dude. <laughs> Lovely man. You're getting off track, dude. Listen, there will be compensation. Santa himself will personally owe you a favor if, if you if you if you if you help us retrieve the hat. Well, I can always do with a favor. Yes. Everyone else in the workshop is absolutely jam-packed trying to get ourselves ready for Christmas. There's simply not enough time. So, look, we, we need your help if, if we're going to be able to get the hat back. Well, it's always nice to help, and uh, I've finished making all of my worms on strings for this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Fabius, that's part of the reason why we, we called you up here, was because you, you you hit your quota for the year, so... Um, I'm yeah. quite speedy. Would, could, would you all agree to, to help us with this? Well, I can always do with another favor from the old man, so I'm on board. I mean, there's nothing would please me more to spend more days in this frigid, icy hellscape, <laughs> dude. <laughs> you know, can't think of a better place to live. The reason I brought you here specifically was because this is where the hat was stolen from. Normally, uh, and she gestures to the glass case where um, where the hat is kept. Normally, the hat is kept in this this case here, and and well, it 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 looks as though someone broke into the case. But the problem is that this this room is impenetrable. We don't know how they got in. The alarms weren't tripped or nothing. So we just don't know what what could possibly have happened. Well, did you ever consider that he stole the hat himself, dude? I assure you, Santa did not steal his hat. It's an inside job, man. <laughs> the Santa was with me when the hat was stolen. It was yeah, not an inside it's job. It's a convenient alibi. So did you steal the hat? I did not steal the hat. So you Frank. worked with Santa to steal, to steal the, the hat? It's all making perfect sense, man. Look, I didn't steal the hat. So then if you guys have the hat, then what, what do you need our help for? I'm happy to help. I just don't really don't, understand. No, you'll not understand. We don't have the hat. We did not steal the hat together. It was not an inside job. We have no motivation to do so. So why are you protesting so hard? Because I don't have the hat. I'm unclear on why you need the hat for Christmas to go ahead if it has no special properties. No, it does have special properties, you see. It is... It, 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 it has the ability to grant wishes, you see, and um, right. it's, it's intensely magical. Right. And um, it is what allows the sleigh to fly. It's what allows Santa to deliver all of the presents in plenty of time. Plus, it's part of his whole image. So you, so you need fuel? No, we need the magic. Sounds like you need fuel. We're in the Arctic. There's probably an oil rig around here somewhere. <laughs> Let me ask you this, dude. If this room is impenetrable, then how did you get in, dude? How did we get uh, in? 
How did I get in? The defenses weren't raised when I let you in. We came in the lift. Ah, uh, nah, I remember that now. I thought that might have been a dream. So could you take us to the area where Jack Frost made his exit? Well, he left from... He left from several several levels below. That's what we don't understand. Mm. Somehow the hat got from here, and she points to the, the case with broken glass, all the way down. Jack Frost, it seems, never... Uh, from anything we could tell, got got up here. So somehow, the hat got from in this room to downstairs. I'd like to waddle over and take a look at the glass. Yes, please do. So could you please roll me a uh, uh, a naughty check for noticing uh, uh, like criminal things? <laughs> well, that's a five, so I succeed. I think. Yes, you do succeed. Lovely. Um. Yeah, so you noticed the glass was broken from the inside. That is as I suspected. <laughs> I feel that the hat may have been removed from this case from the inside, not the smashed into from the outside. Itself, was the hat sentient? Uh, I don't believe the hat was sentient. Um, but can that be confirmed? I, I'm fairly certain. I'm about 98% sure. Mary, could you roll me a nice check for uh, for recognizing kind of nice Christmas magic? Things? Yeah, Christmas magic. Yeah, um, I got a three. Wonderful, Mary. You noticed that in amongst the glass, kind of you couldn't quite see it before, but it's um, there's some crumbs, Ooh. crumbs and a gumdrop. Oh, the thing for which you're named, gumdrop. <laughs> Hey, man, I ain't got nothing to do with this, dude. There's probably water here. We don't see pointing fingers at Frost Boy over here, dude. John? Such a square name for a series of circles, dude. It looks as though a gingerbread person was here. Do we do we know if Jack Frost is known to, to work with any gingerbread people? Well, um... Up, up until this moment, I hadn't thought about it, but we had received a couple of letters through from, well, there's this organization, we're not sure. It's called the Ginger Resistance. Hmm. Damn. Sounds delightful. They've demanded action. They want They want more respect for, for cookies and for confectionery. They've asked, well, they've asked for us to put a stop on eating cookies, you see. But, you know, we're not eating sentient cookies, but, you know, regular cookies, they've asked for us to stop it. And, it, well, it's such an essential part of Christmas. How can we, yeah. how could we stop it? Hey, man, I think the more interesting question is why you're giving some cookies sentience, dude. That's really what you gotta know. It's a natural occurrence. We don't do it on purpose. Yeah. And can you usually tell whether a cookie is sentient before you get to the point of eating it? Or has there been some kind of disgusting accident where creatures have woken up whilst being eaten? I, I don't personally know of any incident of that, but I mean, maybe, but I don't think so. This whole world's got to wake up, man. Are there any gingerbread people who have access to this office normally? Well, not normally, but... Well, we do bring up a plate of cookies for Santa every evening. It's possible the gingerbread person might have snuck in on on a plate of cookies. 
You know, things like that, dude, were originally conceived as ways to intimidate the gingerbread population. It's all <laughs> ritualistic, dude. And while I'm at it, I'm going to take a look at the gumdrops and see if they're from anyone I recognize, dude. Okay, roll me a nice check for recognizing a friend. Two. Great. So you succeed uh, and you nice. will move one rung up the nice ladder. Um, so you notice that this gumdrop, let me just check here. Um, it's a purple gumdrop. Um, purple gumdrops are pretty ubiquitous. Um, pretty, you yourself have purple gumdrops, though Damn. all of yours are, uh, are, um, are present, you know, so you, you, Do you spend a moment being like, is this mine? It hurts to take them off, man. It hurts to take them off. <laughs> um, so you think that it's quite possible that a gingerbread person would have to find a replacement gumdrop. Um, yeah. But you know that whoever did, whoever did uh, steal this is definitely missing a gumdrop from their, their, buttons where do and, the uh, gumdrops come from when gingerbread men are made well presumably <laughs> there's a mold why don't you tell me james sugar and gelatin there must be somewhere man that's what i'm saying i'm saying if we track down where there might have been other gumdrops and somebody who's seeking to replace their gumdrop might have right gone right there. yes is there a that's you There's know. some sort of gumdrop shop. Well, you know for a fact that uh, the general store, um, the general store in the gingerbread village sells gumdrops. I do hate that general. He's a classic military man. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So the owner of the general store is now a general. You notice, um, John, you notice that the crumbs continue on out the window. And it looks as though... Crumbs continue on outside the window. And it looks as though... Looks as though uh, the gingerbread person, whoever it was... The gingerbread person, whoever it was... Jumped down and gave the hat to Jack Frost there. Jumped down and gave the hat to Jack Frost there. That's very insightful, John. <laughs> Must use strawberry laces as a rope. No, that just sounds unrealistic. Gretchen, why are we here? Why, you've got a whole, uh, presumably, elf force at your disposal. Absolutely, and we are days from Christmas. They're busy. And why us? Why did I get a summons? Was this, like, jury duty? What is this? Frankly, you all weren't busy. That's true. I, I really am not doing um, <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm not... No, no. Listen, I am a snowman. I have one job, and that is to stand in place. I was doing that very well. Then no one's going to miss you, are they, John? Um, cutting. And I'll <laughs> have you know that uh, my family have recently melted. Well, that's very sad. And perhaps you can wish them back from Santa with your favor. No, you don't want to waste a wish. <laughs> so your reasoning is we weren't busy. I just want to be absolutely clear here. Yes, well... <laughs> Look, we've got to get Christmas in order, and uh, frankly, someone uh -huh. had to do it, and thought it'd be rather fun and friendly and like a game if you all did it. Does anyone want to go and get a meal? 
I feel like it's quite important to find this hat. Um, it's nearly Christmas. I suppose there's a relative importance to it. And maybe if we get it back quickly, there'll be a chance for me to help make some of the Xboxes and electronic toys this year. Yes, quite possibly, yes. Everybody cares about the fat man's hat, man, but nobody cares when gingerbread men lose clothes, dude. You ever see, you see how that's funny that the fat man loses his hat, but, and suddenly <laughs> we all give a shit? How magical I mean, are your clothes, Gumdrop? I mean, I'm, where they stop being my body and start being clothes is up for debate. Frankly, an existential horror, dude. But you know, it's nobody's. Nobody's. Uh, this guy's lost his gumdrops. I don't see a force out to find that. Wait, I mean, we are we're here for him. that. Damn, you got me. <laughs> I'm in, dude. I'm in. How we find this well, guy? Um, I suppose you better get going. Christmas is coming, and um, we we really need the hat. Let's go down to the floor where Jack Frost was. Did the window break? We'll have to see. I'm on for that idea. Awesome. So, uh, yes, you take the lift down to the um, next level down. Uh, you see that this is a storeroom. So it looks as though this is where some mechanical parts are kept, maintenance stuff. Um, you can see the telltale sign of Jack Frost in this location. Uh, it looks as though the walls have kind of frozen in a thin layer of frost and crystalline formations. Um, it looks as though Jack Frost snuck into this Damn, room. Damn, that's cold. Because of the ice. And it looks as though the gingerbread person, whoever they were, jumped down to the level below and gave Jack Frost the hat. Are there any points of usual entry on this floor? Well, it it comes up through the lift. There's an open window. Um, Jack Frost, as you can see, could fly, so it's fully possible he snuck in here without anyone seeing him. I feel like the window is the most obvious option. But would Jack go for the most obvious option? That's That's something to think about. I don't know. Seems like he had a pretty good motivation. I don't know why he'd care about originality now, dude. <laughs> I mean, stealing ha Santa's hat, that's pretty textbook stuff, dude. You're an elf, dude. Do you work here? I know, but I don't really get to do that many things outside of the worm on a string room, to be honest. Um, I'd really like to branch out and try new things, but I, sa sadly, I haven't haven't been able to yet. Worm on a string. Which ones are those? So they're the ones. They're um, <laughs> they're really a lot of fun. Basically, you've got you've got this worm, and it's uh, it's on a string, and you eat it. No, 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 no. So what what you do is you you hold the string and you move your hands in a way that looks like the so the worm the worm isn't actually moving your hands are moving and it looks like the worm is moving in and out of your hands it looks like there's a w moving worm on your hands it looks like the worm's alive it's like magic there's a worm inside your hands yeah I, i've got a few of those they're an awful lot of fun i do only have flippers i think it would still work with flippers mm. i get uh, i get one every christmas 
Worm on a string. Can I go to the worm on a string room and see if there's a spare one for Scarlet? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, roll me a nice check. Roll me a nice check for finding a present. Um, ah, it's just a just a mess, that. Ah, darn. No, no worm on a string in here, unfortunately. We'll get you one another time, Scarlet. So, you think you have found all that you can from here. And so far, I think your best lead is probably that... Someone in the gingerbread village is missing a gumdrop. Well, we better go to the All gingerbread right, I village. Yes, we go hunt them down, dude. So, general store in the gingerbread village, is that right? Yeah, let's go. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Beyond the great town surrounding the workshop is a small village made entirely of gingerbread. Oh, God, it's awful. Yeah, you're telling me, man. This gingerbread village is home to the confectionery people of the North Pole. The scent of freshly baked cookies, cinnamon, and chocolate waft through the air as you approach the village. A gingerbread man with a bright purple icing sash and marzipan top hat strides up to you and introduces himself. Well, hello there. Lovely to meet to see some big folk out here in the gingerbread uh, village. My name's Mayor thing. Wafer. How can I be helping you all today? I didn't vote for you. Uh, I offer him my flipper. Oh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. How are you doing? Charmed. Oh, I'm sure I am. <laughs> it's great to meet you. We're um, we're investigating a crime. Oh, wow. What what kind of crime? Well, I don't think I don't think we can say. All right, well, how about this? I'll offer you a little spell to make you all just big enough to be able to talk to us gingerbread folks. Does that sound good? I'd love that. 
Oh, great. And he just uh, waves his little candy cane uh, stick. And uh, you all, with the exception, of course, of, of Gumdrop, who's already the correct size, shrink down to the size of... This is too much power for a mare to have. How do we allow so much power funneling into the the brass, the top politicians? I'm just trying to make place. it so everyone can have a nice time talk to each other. I don't like that I can see into your eyes now. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you see in their eyes? I see sweets. I see boiled sweets. Not like boiled proper eyes. Sweets. The houses are made <laughs> oh, well, of people, um, man. That's fine. That's nice. Um, well, um, can I help you lot find anything nice? A shop. I'm gonna see if I can see if I can get see if this guy's got purple gumdrops. Yeah, absolutely. Please roll uh, a nice check for noticing something nice about a friend. He's no friend, man. He's scum. I got a three. Is that a success or fail for you? I mean, it's. I mean, I got a six on nice, so yeah. You got I, yeah, I guess so I got definitely. Lower than a six, yeah, so. yeah. So um, yeah, you see that the mayor has uh, green uh, gumdrops on his uh, on his chest. So uh, no, he's not the the. How recently did you get those gumdrops, Mister Mayor? Oh well, I, I think I've had these near enough all my life. Um, so I, yeah, I mean. I can't even imagine uh, how long that's been. Probably about... I don't know how long the cookies keep. It it feels like years, but it might have been months. I'm not really sure. Two and a half weeks, man. I think it depends if you're frozen. Well, they're a delightful shade of green. Biscuits go soft. That's the definition. I'd like to push the mare's arm and see if it falls off. We're preserved by magic, dude. <laughs> Roll me a naughty check for attacking. <laughs> I got two. Is that good? Oh, my arm. Oh, God. I lo- Why did you do something like that? Well, we were checking how old you were. You're definitely quite soft. I feel like that may be classified as a hate crime. So several, several years. I don't... That is a hate crime, dude. That's violence, I think, man. I think that might have been a hate crime. Can I try and use some of the marzipan from his hat to reattach his arm? To kind of bandage the arm up? <laughs> yeah, roll me, a, roll me a nice check to assist a friend. Um, yep, yeah, I passed. I got three. Oh, well, thank you there, little elf. Um, and uh, you kind of do a... A subpar job of <laughs> stitching together his arm. I, I, I think that'll do. That'll hold for now. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go to the doctor. That was, that's, ah, uh, gee. Yeah, I bet you got free health care as well, fat cat. What about the rest <laughs> of us? I'm sorry, but I think I, I'm personally of the opinion that you know you should be, you know, self responsibility. You should. You uh, would think that everyone should take personal responsibility for their own uh, healthcare needs. I shouldn't be paying for you. Now I have rarely agreed with a biscuit, but I can get on board with that philosophy. You were born with a candy cane in your mouth, man. I'm I'm, I'm sick of this asshole. I'm gonna go find the general store. 
Oh, you're looking for the general store. Shut up, man. I live here, dude. Don't talk down to me, man. Don't talk uh, down to me. The mayor kind of, well, come on, and gestures <laughs> over with his uh, his candy cane and starts leading you guys to the general store. I hate this guy. Mr. Mayor, do you know anything about this uh, gingerbread resistance? Oh, well, that sounds mighty frightening that. I've not heard anything about that. Um, oh, I wouldn't what, worry about what it What is then. it? What, what's the ginger resistance? Oh, it's just something I had a dream about once. I wouldn't I wouldn't worry. All right. Well, sounds like a paramilitary organization of some kind made a gingerbread man trying to overthrow Santa. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Oh, well, you know, I think old Macron, Macaron's been uh, making a fuss about Santa lately, but... You know, he. It sounds like you know more than you're letting on. They don't tell us nothing, man. No, I'm just making up things. I'm just saying fun things because I'm a weird, wacky gingerbread fella. It's bullshit, dude. I'm gonna. I would like to threaten the mayor. Why don't you tell us what you know? I'm gonna assist in threatening the mayor. Right. Okay. So Felix, roll two d10 and take the better result for this, Jack. Five. And your naughty scores at six. six. So yes, that's a success. Oh, uh, how do you, how exactly do you go about intimidating the mayor? Break his other arm off. Yeah, uh, take off his other arm. Uh, no, I take off his existing arm and remind him that he has one arm <laughs> remaining. <laughs> My arm? Oh, you just put that on for? Oh God! What, what do you want? Why do you keep doing this to me? I want to know. Everything you know about the gingerbread resistance, and I don't want any more of this folksy wisdom. Oh well, I, I don't know too much. I mean, are are they the ones? Are uh, uh, are they the ones responsible for all that calamity going on in the workshop last night? What calamity? Well, I just heard there were bells ringing and things. You know, I had. Uh, look, I, I I I know people aren't too happy around here with with old Saint Nick. I know old Matt. Well, you know, they're eating the cookies and things, and you know, I, I kind of, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of more of a, a pro, pro eating cookies kind of guy, you know. Not all cookies are, are sentient cookies. There's a fundamental wealth imbalance, old man, and you're blind to it. You're supposed to leave this. You're supposed to leave this community, dude. So would you object to someone taking a bite out of your arm? I mean, I would not like that, but you don't see the reindeer getting all huffy when they eat venison up in the workshop, you know, so... I have the munchies all chowed down Ooh, on don't it. don't eat my arm. That's so... That I bite into his arm. I bite into his arm. I bite into um, his arm. Roll me a naughty check to, <laughs> for fucking cannibalism. <laughs> oh, my God. I got a, I got a one, a natural one. Hey. Christ, yeah, you succeed. Hey, if the houses are made of it, we can all eat it, right? What's the difference, dude? Oh, God. Ah, ah. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to have to get a new arm. This is so upsetting. Look, well, I know. I saw. Look, I did say. I'll tell you what I saw. Look, I know old Macaron's been having a bit of a temper tantrum lately about Santa, but. He was with me last night. We were drinking some syrup, just having a nice old time. The mayor and the owner of the general store. That's corruption, dude. Elected officials having dinner with with private companies, man. You can't, you don't see the imbalance. We were there. just we're old friends. We're old friends. I bet you are, you corrupt motherfucker. 
His name is General Macaron. Yes, General Macaron. <laughs> That's why it's called the General Store. Um, now, look, I did... S- oh, it's General's apostrophe S, <laughs> I see. Yeah, that was a joke I made up, man, and it's canon now. What did they sell? Probably weapons. <laughs> look, it's probably nothing. I did say when I was coming back from, from drinking with old Macaron, I did say... Um, Look, young Chip was out of his bed. Who? Young Chip. Chip. Young Chip. <laughs> Chip. He was out of his bed. Chip. All C-H-I-P. Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. that's right. Who's like that? chocolate. Who's young Chip? He works at the general store, too. I, look, I think he was just coming back from Peanuts' house. They are, Who's they've Peanut? been seeing each other. Peanuts and little lady. <laughs> Gingerbread person. Give us a list of all that family, man. I want (laughs) brothers. I want sisters. I want goddamn cousins, dude. I think think Chip might have a couple brothers, but I don't know what their names are. I'll be honest with you. I do. I know all of them because I'm in touch with this community, man, and you know nothing, dude. I don't know what's going on. Take another bite out of his arm. Oh, my arm. I can still feel it. Can we all stop biting each other? It's really quite disgusting. Um, I'm just wondering. You eat so, us all the time, dude. I mean, I don't. Now it's disgusting. But, Sa- okay, so the cookies that Santa eats every every evening, are they are they made here in the gingerbread village or are yeah, they we make him nice cookies each evening. So where where are they made at the at the general store? Yeah, they're made at the general store and bakery. Okay. Fab. So it's a general store and bakery. So he Well, yeah, I mean look, the bakery makes them, but I think I think Yeah. They control the supply chain. They control the distribution. They control the production. It's a monopoly, man. Don't you see? And you're doing nothing to stop it because you're in bed with the establishment. I actually met the monopoly, man. I have a question. Look, I just think, look, Chip, uh, I don't know what I can do for you anymore. Hey, Mr. Matt, Scarlett has a question, and I'll thank you for being quiet. Yes, what's that? Can you explain reproduction to me? Jesus. Uh, 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 uh. Well, look, sometimes you don't have to be too graphic. Just, uh, are you made or born? Look, so not all dough has the innate ability to come to life, right? But some dough is blessed with the magical energy of the North Pole. Now, we don't always know when or where that's going to hit, but when it does... The cookies, no matter what they came in, they went in the oven as, always come out as gingerbread, kicking and screaming. Or yeah. gingerbread gingerbread men and women and, and other genders. We are not discriminatory. I apologize. I have been trying to work on my gender theory. I have not done so well. Yeah, you sound super progressive, asshole. Gingerbread people come out of the oven no matter what. When the magical energy of the North Pole has blessed the dough. I'm gonna find this general, man. I'm out of here. I'm sick of these fat cats. So what happens when you die? Well, that's a bit of a mystery, really. I mean, one day you just 
You wake up and you're dead. There ain't no real reason. I suppose if someone eats you, then you die. Well, we know that one for sure. Do you How have do a religion? You wake up if you're dead, man. Uh, How do you wake you up know, if you're dead? Do we have a religion? Uh, you know, there's the old cathedral where we, you know, we go to. We cathedral. So you're Christians. Uh, well, uh, I think that it's more of a nomenclature kind of thing. Roman Catholic. Hey, this is still called a Christmas caper, man. What's your obsession with this? You're already having your religion represented, John. Why can't you just leave it? I'm just interested. Do you recognize the Pope? I seriously suggest we get out of here, you guys. I've never seen the Pope in my life. I think this visit, religion man. is wholly separate from... No, I think our religion is holy. Why am I answering your questions? You got my arm. Give me my arm back. <laughs> my arm now. I take I take another bite out of it and I throw it on the, ah, in the snow. Will you leave me alone? If you're going to go to the general store, just go to the general store. What are you going to do about it, pig? I don't know. Help, please. I'm going to waddle off in the direction of the general store. I suggest we bail. The fuzz are coming. <laughs> And I've got I've got candy canes on me, man. I can't go back to gingerbread prison, dear. <laughs> Great. So you make your way over to the general store, I'll say. Um, yeah, so you you walk over through the gingerbread village, kind of hastily shuffling away from the now armless mayor crying in the streets. What am I gonna do? Has Gumdrops still got the arm? Yes. Yeah, why not? I'm trailing it through the snow behind me. <laughs> Crumbs are, are kind of flaking off. Eat the rich, dude. Eat the rich. Oh my god. I once had like a. I had a thought maybe this would be um like a family friendly game, and then like I thought that it would be unlikely. <laughs> So you make your way over through the gingerbread village. Uh, you see like a, a frosting uh, shop where gingerbread people can get their frosting changed over. You see a kind of construction site where gingerbread people are kind of building a new gingerbread house with slabs of gingerbread and frosting and bits of peppermint and stuff. And uh, at the far end, you can see the gingerbread uh, General's store uh, at the top it says uh, yeah General's uh, apostrophe store uh, and and uh, uh, at the bottom it says uh, General Macaron's store of various assorted goods so uh, yeah you open the door uh, yeah and you can see yeah assortment of sweets uh, you can smell fresh baking from the back uh, and uh, at the till is hey uh, what can I do you guys for so is this a kind of baby farm sort of place? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> a baby farm? Well, if Mine. everyone's born here, you seem to have a kind of monopoly on birth. This is not the only... This is not the only bakery in the whole... whole village. What? What's going on? They're churning out automatons, man. Can I see what his buttons look like? Yeah, roll me a nice check for noticing something. Um, yes, it's a pass. It's a six. Uh, yeah, you can see that uh, General Mac Garon uh, has uh, red buttons. Okay, cool. No, and he has Fancy all three. red buttons, man. Where'd you get them What from, can I do dude? for you guys? 
Uh, you've just come into my store. You said I have a monopoly on birthing. <laughs> I really, why shouldn't I just kick you all out into the street right now? I want to know all about the ginger resistance. Well, what's that? That's what I'm asking you. You gotta know something, man. There's no way. Um, okay, could you guys uh, roll me a nice check, John, for noticing, uh, noticing for empathy, for reading someone's expressions. Okay, so seven and three is what I'm currently on. Yes, I'm hoping to pull you back from the brink. Three. Yeah, so you notice that General Macaron has a brief glimmer of of recognition and and a bit of fear, as you mentioned, the ginger resistance. Okay, I I want to look for a chair and some rope. So before we resort to chairs and ropes, can I quickly just ask General Macaron, say if an elf kind of was aware of sort of the hardships that gingerbread people have to go through and wanted to do something about it, wanted to help from the inside, from being in Santa's workshop, who who should she contact? Roll me a nice check, and I'm gonna say at disadvantage. Okay, so even though I've two got dice. persuade as my, like, special ability. Oh, you ability. have. You have. So I'm gonna say roll it at regular. Then, okay. Oh, uh, oh no! Damn it! No, that's a ten. That is a that is a fail. Uh, I don't really know anything about no ginger resistance, so I can't. I could not do that for you. Oh, that's a real shame. I was hoping to find someone oh, I could chat to about that. This guy cares about his money, man. Speaking of money, have you had anyone purchase uh, replacement gun drops in the last few hours? Uh. I can't think of anything like that. Uh, no. I, Are you absolutely uh, sure? Yeah. Roll me a nice check. Uh, pass. He's lying. Cool. Uh, I would like to gesture to Gumdrop to a uh, gesture with the mayor's arm. Hey, man, I got the hand of the mayor here. I hear you got that, too. <laughs> Late night syrup drinking sessions, you corrupt motherfucker. Language. We all know <laughs> about it. You're a monopoly. You got the mayor in your gumdrop pocket, dude. I'd like to roll to take away this man's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> roll me a nice check for keeping things PG-13. Five, I failed. <laughs> Describe uh, how he fails, uh, James. Uh, so I guess you're reaching for my for my mouth that I think is made of animated icing. I'm not sure how yes. I've been taking yes. bites out of the mayor's arm. Do I have gingerbread <laughs> teeth? Yeah, that's what I've got. I go for a bite of his stick arm when he goes near. Ow! Don't try to silence me, you fascist. <laughs> I'll not be silenced, man. I know I originally rolled peaceful, but it's gone off the rails, dude. <laughs> this biscuit is rabid. <laughs> From the back, you see two more gingerbread people come in, and they're like, What are you guys doing here? Get out of here. Old Macaron is a good fella. What are you doing bothering him? This is Chip 
We're just having a quiet little chat. That's that's all. Nothing suspicious. It doesn't look like a quiet little chat. You got the mayor's arm. This could be anyone's arm. Uh, can I see if anything in the back is like pouring? If there's any like hot dough anywhere? What what is the machinery like in the back of this place? Um, roll me a nice check to notice things in the room. Uh, my nice is six. I rolled a four. Great, yeah. Okay, so you check in the room. You can see that there's some baking going on in the back. Um, you see that there is a gingerbread woman um, behind this guy who you use him as Chip, the other employee at the general store. There's a gingerbread woman behind him. Um, you see that she has three gumdrops, but you notice that one of the gumdrops is a different color to the rest. She has purple gumdrops on the top and bottom, but a blue gumdrop in the middle. If you don't mind me noticing, I can't help but see you're missing gumdrops. I want to pull out the gumdrops. I'm like looking for these. Uh, oh, well. Um... What do you know about the ginger resistance, man? Roll me a naughty check to intimidate. Roll the two my naughty is is three right Yay. now cool. oh pass. well look um all right fine and the gingerbread woman kind of steps out um and she holds an icing kind of thing at her side like hold pointing it at you like a gun like an icing gun it's like fine i broke into santa's workshop and i do it again can our Christmas caper companions find Jack Frost if they can't get past the ginger resistance? Find out next time on A Christmas Caper. See you then. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to A Christmas Caper. It would mean the world to us if you would go out and support our players. Beth Crane writes and performs in We Fix Space Junk, an incredible science fiction audio drama. You can follow the show on at We Fix Space Junk on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. You can also find it at Battlebird Productions on Instagram. Laura Gerling is on Twitter and Instagram at by Laura Gerling. She also has a shop by lauragerling.etsy.com where she does some incredible handmade designs. Please do check that out. Felix Trench is the writer and performer behind the hilarious mockumentary podcast Quid Pro Euro. I do the sound design for that show, and believe me when I say I laugh out loud while doing the sound design all the time. You can, of course, find Felix on Twitter at Felix Trench. And James Barbarossa, of course, would like to let you know that you can follow him on Twitter, though you probably shouldn't. You can follow myself personally on Twitter and Instagram at ZachFG, that's Z-A-C-K-F-G. The absolute best way to support Realms of Peril and Glory is to head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash lightandtragic. There you can get bonus shows and uh, ad-free listening and quite a lot more. So head over. You can, of course, check the podcast description for links to our Discord as well as our merch shop, where you can find some incredible Realms of Peril and Glory merch that is continually coming live and coming off. So check it out. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next episode. Goodbye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.